Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now podcasting from scenic Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Jason Day. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Church Leaders Podcast. I am your host, Jason Day, and we have a very timely episode for you this week as we wind down the year. However, if you happen to be listening to this episode at another time, please know there's plenty of helpful advice from our guests, Dean Sweetman and Frank Barry. Dean has been in ministry for more than 30 years. He planted more than 50 churches and raised millions of dollars to spread the gospel and equip leaders. Dean is the co-founder and CEO of Tithely, and he serves churches around the world, helping them increase generosity and grow their kingdom impact. Frank serves as the COO at Tithely. He spent nearly 15 years helping churches, charities, and nonprofit organizations really leverage technology to advance their mission. On this week's episode, Dean Frank and I discuss a, a very practical topic for churches that really directly impacts their mission, and that is year-end giving. We discuss why year-end giving is important and how it serves as an opportunity to really disciple your people. Dean and Frank share some great ideas on helping your people step into generosity, including what your church can do over the next few weeks to encourage year-end giving and help fund the vision God is leading you into. So let's dive right into my conversation with Dean and Frank. Dean and Frank, welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. We're excited to have you both with us. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, excellent. Now, the year is coming to a close. It's hard to really believe that we're getting ready to head into a brand new year. Time just seems to fly. And and pastors, as we know, uh, you guys are in full swing right now, preparing to celebrate Christmas uh, with your churches, uh, which we absolutely love. I mean, this is one of the greatest seasons, one of the greatest opportunities, really, to point people to Jesus, to reach new people in our communities. And as we are nearing the end of the year, there are some other opportunities that ministry leaders are often focusing on as well. And one of those is what we typically refer to as year-end giving. So to begin, Dean and Frank, can you briefly describe what we mean by year-end giving? Uh, yeah, I'll take a stab at that. So that is kind of the focus on what typically is the most generous month of the year, December. And in North America, there's a few reasons for that. But essentially, people get really focused on giving apart from everything else that's going on in December. And for pastors, it's all about the Christmas services and making sure that we've got everything ready to reach the lost and welcome the visitors and so on. But there's an incredible opportunity when it comes to generosity because people's minds start to drift, especially between the 25th and the 31st about year-end giving. And it's a great opportunity to uh, make sure you present the church's vision and have people make uh, be thinking about you know making a contribution to your church. Yeah, it's, uh, this is Frank. I'll just throw one thing in. Like in this season, the, the church is a little different, but it's also really big in the just overall charity space. So just nonprofits in the U.S. especially, um, there's a huge focus on fundraising in December. So they're doing a lot of activity um, and, and sort of churches to an extent as well. So there's just this big focus on sort of gratitude and giving and doing good things in December. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what would you say to the pastor 
um, who who has concerns about you know an ask for money interfering with the celebration of Christmas because as we're winding down the years, you know that's kind of the primary focus as we've shared. And, and sometimes we, we hear things voiced, well, you know, there's a concern about, you know, trying to trying to ask for money as we're looking at celebrating Christmas. How, how would you respond to those kind of pushbacks? So I would say that there's two separate things. And so one, um, you're, you're getting ready for Christmas services and a focus on Christmas. And so you're expecting a lot of visitors. And so you're going to focus Christmas services around preaching the gospel talking about Jesus, um, you know, introducing people maybe to a Jesus they've never heard of. So that's one focus and obviously the biggest focus, to be honest. Um, the other focus is to the membership of the church. And I think if you can kind of separate the two, that really helps. I've got a mission to reach the visitors that are going to come to my services. And I've also can tailor a message to the members of my church that are faithfully given committed to my vision, but also might be really um, convicted and thinking through about making contributions at this time of the year as well. That's that's really good. I love the way that you 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 kind of split those two emphases up a little bit, right? Because um, 100%. yeah, yeah, cause, because and, and it makes sense. And and I just want to encourage pastors listening listening in. Um, as you said, you know, we as as pastors, um, God has entrusted us with these people, with this, this place, this community where we're asked to serve. And God has given us a vision to reach into that community, to share the hope and the love of Jesus Christ. And, and so mm-hmm. the, as you, you, you mentioned that, that idea of vision and helping your people understand vision, can you talk to us a little bit about how, how that vision ties in with your end giving? Cause I think that's probably really, really key, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Frank's going to chime in here and say a few uh, things that we talk about often, but essentially to the membership, and again, separating visitors, new people, you know, preaching the gospel to them using the Christmas opportunity. There's the membership of the church that should always be hearing about the vision of the church. They should always be hearing about what the church is, you know, going towards next. And of course, those of us that have been in ministry, we understand that that vision costs money. And so, you know, presenting a vision and then, you know, providing an ask kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and people are expecting it, quite honestly. It's it's not unusual for, for people to hear about the vision and expect to be asked to make a contribution. I think one of the things you can do as part of this, I mean, I love what Dean said, you sort of separate out the people you're trying to reach um, in the community, the visitors, the families that are coming for the first time, and then your, your kind of core membership who's there regularly. Um, you, you can also think about it splitting those like in service is just one opportunity right from stage but there's there's also other ways to reach your membership because you probably have email addresses and physical addresses and phone numbers and all these kinds of things so you know your your only time to talk about giving to the vision doesn't have to be right there in service that can be part of it but there's a bunch of other ways you can do it as well um and then i think the place that the two intersect especially around christmas is sharing stories of life change and impact and you tie that to the fact that it took people's generosity and financial giving to make that impact happen right like god used that money to change people's lives and you can tell those stories from stage all day long to both members and visitors because they're hearing the story of impact and that's going to impact their hearts as well yeah that's good let's dig in a little bit there because you raised a, a great point as far as 
kind of the channels or the methods of how we uh, not only cast that vision, but then uh, talk to our people about year-end giving. So what have you seen that is kind of most effective for, for a pastor who is sitting back and thinking about wanting to encourage their people, cast that vision, challenge them to think generously in year-end giving? What, what are some things that you've seen that are, are most effective that churches have done? So there's some key components always that are involved when it comes to talking about, you know, generosity and finance. One is scripture. So we we would kind of, you know, kind of come from that perspective that always use the Bible, always use scripture as your foundation for any, you know, conversation about money and generosity. That's number one. Um, the next thing, and Frank alluded to it, is stories. So the power of testimony in church um, you know, when I was, you know, kind of first, you know, born again and started going to church, I, I was really fascinated by hearing about other people's experiences yeah. and and things like water baptism, things like like all the different moments that I experienced in my early Christian walk, kind of, I was inspired by others. Right. And I think in the area of generosity, it's exactly the same. When people start hearing stories of generosity and, you know, to what Frank said, where that money goes to and what is the result um, that's as powerful as it gets. And so, you know, using the Bible, obviously, number one, but then using the power of great stories. And I've seen in churches in the month of December around the holidays, you know, show stories of how the church came together, gave some money, and then that money was used to, you know, buy presents for one of their own members or a family in the community Maybe the dad was away in the military or they came down on hard times or something and they couldn't really have a Christmas for the kids. And so the church, through the generosity of the membership, was able to go give Christmas to a family, right? So like that kind of story in the Christmas season and the setting of church ties together perfectly and it's about giving and it's about people's hearts and generosity and you get to see the impact. I mean, it's it's beautiful and your heart can't help but to sort of respond when you see uh, how that giving made an impact on that family and those kids. So that's just one example. There's there's countless out there that churches are doing all over the world when it comes to storytelling. Yeah, that, that's excellent. Now, help us understand what is the – and this is getting more kind of nuts and bolts, so let's, let's kind of continue to dig in a bit. So why is year-end giving important from the perspective of the giver? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really a, nuts and bolts, right? I mean, what? Yeah, nuts and bolts. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a carnal answer and then right, I'll right. go to the spiritual, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's, yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're in the United States, there's an obvious, right? There's, a, there's the tax deductibility of the contribution. And, you know, as much as we would like to think that that is not a component, it really is. And so, Absolutely. Right. So oftentimes people are thinking, oh, I want to get the deduction. Maybe I'm giving out of my business. I've had a good year. I want to make a, a gift. I want to get that deduction. So that's that's an issue. Right. Right. Um, it's almost doesn't need to be stated because in every person's mind it's there for those of us in the USA. Um, and so that's one. The, the other thing is, is that, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I've already been bombarded by people asking me for money in December. Right. So, you know, I, and, and I'm talking about from all manner of sources. And so uh, the focus of the non, you know, the non-faith, non-profit sector 
is, you know, they're coming full strength. So, and then you go to the mall and then there's the Salvation Army's like ringing their bell and there's appeals on television and for every different kind of thing. So there's a, there's a, a definite kind of sense in December where giving, and which is kind of the whole reason for the season, right? Um, people are in that mode of being spoken to about giving and being generous. And so for the church to chime in there, I think is really critical because a lot of times people are going to make a gift. But if the church came and said, hey, listen, you know, and and this is a personal thing with me. I'm all about giving to the church first. I support other ministries. I support other charities that I think are worthy um, but I think, you know, as Christians, I want to, I want to support my local church first. And, you know, as a pastor, I think it's, it's critical to be able to insert the church in the giving moment in, uh, in December for sure. Yeah. That, That's so good. Yeah, that is because, um, as, as you mentioned, Dean, people are likely going to be giving in some way, right. As, as the year winds down. So, um, for the church to to be able to speak up and to celebrate some of those stories as you've both you know given some examples of to be able to you know encourage their people with the vision and what you know what next year you know that we're praying to step into uh, gives opportunity for people who will likely be giving to to some organization anyway the opportunity right. to be giving to uh, the local church I, I think a lot of just on that point I, I mean I this is a a guess, obviously, with a little bit of, you know, what's happening at Tithing, what we see. Um, but I would venture to say a lot of pastors don't totally dial into the fact that December is a big month for giving and really think about how do I be knowledgeable of that and, and bring it to my church and my community in a way that's appropriate, right? Like just if there's pastors listening to this podcast, just knowing that December is a big month for giving, like in the U.S., there's a 120 to 130 billion dollars given to faith-based charities and churches and 18 and a half almost 19% of that happens in December. Wow. With a massive portion of that happening the last 3 days. Wow. So if pastors just knew that information and then just thought about it and figured out okay if I know that how would I sort of act on that information within my church within an appropriate way? And all of that kind of stuff, I think it would make a difference for every church. Because to Dean's point, just asking, right? Just putting it out there and saying, I know you're being asked to give in a lot of different ways. You've got Salvation Army at the stores ringing the bell. Like you've got, you're getting email appeals. You're hearing about it at school with your kids. Like all these different ways if pastors knew to ask, um, I bet you a lot of people would be compelled to give to their church because of what Dean said. All of us Christians, like, we want to support our local church. Like, why wouldn't we? Yeah, that, that's good. Now, let me ask this. Are, are there, is there anything that you, you guys, in your experience, would say that pastors should avoid when it comes to uh, this whole idea of year-end giving? I, I think avoiding not talking about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, you know, look, there's two kinds of pastors in my, in my experience. Pastors who know how to talk about money and pastors who don't. Um, let's talk about the pastors who don't know how to talk about money for a second or feel uneasy about it or were raised in a culture where it wasn't promoted and talked about. Right. If you're uneasy about talking about money, um, number one, you need to get through that. And there's a bunch of ways you can do that. But um, getting into that zone where you feel comfortable 
And honestly, usually what I find, the pastors that are uncomfortable talking about money, there is a vision issue. Because if you've got a vision to reach your city for mm. Christ, if you've got a vision to reach the neighborhoods, uh, you know, in, in preaching the gospel and, and doing great works, you know that, that that's going to require income. That's right. going to require funds. And so if if you can't get really bold about giving as a pastor, you kind of got to check your vision meter and see if you can get that thing revved up. Because mm. once you get a vision locally, um, globally, it's really easy to go to your congregation and talk about that and therefore make the big ask. That's, and I think that's good. throwing in on that, it's like, don't overdo it, right? Like Dean's like, do it. <laughs> don't forget to do it. But I think you can go overboard too, right? So don't don't make it all about money and all about asking people as much as you can in the month of December. You know, be thoughtful, have a vision, know where you're headed, um, and and just you know be cautious about how much you're you're doing it. Okay, and that that kind of goes to the two audiences a bit again. Right? Remember the the two audiences that you're trying to reach in December, right? And so knowing that the congregation, the membership, the people that potentially are already giving, they're very committed to the vision of the church. Um, I, you know, I think it's understanding that audience and then, you know, mul- like communicating in a multiple multiple ways is is very key. That's good. So let's uh, let's continue down this path because I know that there are pastors listening right now who are like, okay, I get this. Um, I need to talk about it, but I don't need to to over communicate it. So where, where's that balance? So we're you know mid December now. First of all, it seems that you're making it clear that it's not too late to talk about your end giving because uh, because you say a lot of it comes in the the final week of the year, right? Even yeah, before final Christmas. three days. Wow, that, yeah. that's wild. I, I didn't realize uh, that that data, those statistics. We, we see it actually on our, you know, we, we see the giving data, and we're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of transactions, mi- million, tens of millions of dollars, right? Right. And so we see that coming across our platform. And then last um, last December, in the last few days of the year, it was just ridiculous. Really? Like, I mean, we have, you know, millions of dollars coming in every week onto our platform, but it just skyrocketed in the, I would say, you know, after the 25th, you know, people get through the Christmas services, they've done the family thing with their, with their family. Then after that, there is an incredible amount of, you know, finance that comes in. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. So, okay. So this is good. This is good. So we're mid-December. We're definitely not too late. So let's talk. What do you, so we've said we got to say something. We don't want to over communicate. We want to think about the audience we're communicating to. There are lots of different ways that we can communicate this. So let's walk through just kind of a suggestion. Like, what do you suggest a pastor does this week? You know, over yep. the next three weeks, what, what would you, yep. what, if you were sitting down with a good friend who's a pastor, you said, hey man, care yep. about you, love your vision. Here's what yep. I'd recommend. Let's go for that. So firstly, what I would do is I would create a message. I would create a communication that could go out on multiple things. So that we're talking about email, obviously social media, the pulpit on Sundays, the bulletin, if you've got one, a customized church app, you know, the, if you, if you've had that. Mm-hmm. So I would have one message going multiple platforms to reach those members and understand this. You know, people at this time of the year are coming to church a little bit more, but people miss out. So you can kind of get tired of saying the same thing every week. But the fact of the matter is there's at least a third, maybe a half of your membership that wasn't there the week before. So for you to say something every single Sunday, you're actually hitting new people every single week. So I would have one message 
that said multiple ways across the church life. Um, and that would, again, start to make kind of penetrate into the church's psyche as far as what the goal is. Dean, yeah. would you say that message is saying something along the lines of, hey, it's been an amazing year. God's done amazing things in our church, maybe celebrating yep. a story or two, and we're excited about what next year holds. This is our opportunity to step into the vision. I mean, is that kind of the, the type of message? Okay. Yeah. So depending on what kind of church you are, right, let's say, you know, I, I always used to, and depending on the denomination or the style of church or your, your theology or any of that, how many people did you reach, right? So, you know, you might say, hey, you know what, we reached 300 visitors this year and, and 220 people were baptized in our church this year. Right. You know, I would make a big deal of, of numbers like that. Um, you know what, we set out a goal to, to do 100 backpacks, you know, for kids starting school or whatever it was. Right, right. And I would make a big deal of those because efforts that the church is in both spiritual and practical. Right. And then obviously the, the, the transition from there is, you know what? We had 220 baptisms in 2018. We want to have 350 in 2019. And that's that's kind of the message you, you want to project. Great success and then even better success coming coming forward. That's good. Frank, you were going to jump in and, and talk a little bit about— Yeah, I, I was just going to add on to it a little bit of that. I mean, oftentimes churches will have some sort of campaign in December, right? And it's going to be a lot of the things that Dean and you just pointed out, where you're celebrating what's, what God has done in your church this year. And every church could be a little different. You know, it could be— you know, new people becoming Christians it could be programs you've put on. It could be kids ministry growing. It could be all, you know, new staff members, like so much stuff you could celebrate. So celebrating big time, talking about the vision of where you're going to go. And, and sometimes that even means setting a specific goal around how much you want to raise. So even though it's December 10th, you could still execute on this right now, right? You could take this week. What's the impact that you've had this year? Where are you headed next year? Maybe you need to raise a certain amount in order to do this new, maybe part of your vision is, you know, to add a new program at the church or build a new ministry. And, you know, we need $10,000 to make that happen. And so you, you just very overtly put that out to the church. Like, here's what we want to do and here's what it's going to cost. And we'd love for you guys to participate and join in with us in doing that. Making it really practical in a lot of ways motivates people to give because they can see what's happening. That That's really good. So, Talking about that, sending, uh, you know, communicating that message in a variety of ways, that that kind of singular message. Are, are there any things that you have seen maybe churches do that might be a little bit uh, out of the box or unique that you've seen to be uh, particularly effective when it comes to, um, again, kind of making this year end ask and, and celebrating what's happened and casting the vision for what's next? I think one of the things that if you can to find a, a person who's been affected. And this is this is wrought with a little bit of danger, so you have to kind of prime it up a little. But if there's a if there's a family in your church that has discovered Christ, mm. um, if there's a if there's a single mother in your church that has you know found Christ and found a, a new family you know by joining the church, and if there are children that have been helped, um, finding that story is so powerful. And so whether you record that on video and in certain circumstances you know do it live, I think the power of having someone, you know, talk about their experience. Because, look, we do church for a few reasons. One, we're here to create an environment for believers to to feel safe, to worship Jesus, to enjoy the fellowship of the saints, to, you know, build your walk with Christ and grow in God. 
But the big part of church life is that we reach the community and we right. reach the lost. And so when there's a story of someone who was lost and is now found and you can put some meat on those bones, that's one of the most moving things for people to see. Mm-hmm. And a good example, although this is a large church and I know that most churches are not large churches, um, but out here in San Diego, there's a church uh, called the Rock Church. And uh, they they do a great job. They have this campaign called the All In Campaign. And it, it's really not just an end of year giving kind of campaign, but they they do work at end of year, you know, casting the vision for next year and, and telling the church what they want to do in a bunch of different areas. Right. Evangelism, local outreach, global missions, um, different ministries that they want to build. Uh, orphanages they want to support and they have a goal. So they have a number they're trying to raise, you know, $3 million and this much is going to each one of those programs. Um, and miles has a video on the website and obviously talk about it in church. So lots of big stories, a goal they want to hit and communicating it, you know, big time at the end of year. Yeah, that's great. So pastors, um, they're listening in thinking about this, um, obviously thinking about what you're celebrating from this past year, what you're kind of casting vision for for, for this next year, uh, making the ask for people to, to help contribute to that, the work that God's already doing and help you expand that work. And, and that can all be done over the next few weeks as, as, as this year um, winds down. Uh, but let me, let me ask that. So I love that. That's great. That's awesome. Um, encourage pastors to uh, prayerfully step into that. But what advice would you give a pastor who maybe, you know, he's just listening to this or she's just listening to this. They've never done year-end giving before. They, they're kind of captivated by that. They're going to do it. But then what would you suggest as they look at next year? Um, are there ways that they can kind of prepare or, or things that they can do throughout the year to help build toward um, year-end giving? Or, or do you have recommendations, Absolutely. suggestions there? Yeah, so I think – I mean, all the things we've talked about are going to work better, like times 100, if you start in January, thinking about, you know, all these things that we're talking about. So these stories, the ministries that you, you want to provide, the, the the outreach into the community, I think if you the, you can't start early enough. And, you know, you might, ha- you might have an incredible story in February that you basically want to nurture through, you know, through to December sometimes. You might want to bring that story out before that. But you can never start too early in some of the things that we're talking about. And so, you know, it might feel like, oh, my gosh, I got to scramble to do all these things in December. Well, OK, scramble, but do it. Do it wise. Right. Um, but certainly some of the things that we're talking about um, in, in the realm of generosity, it, it, it never hurts to start too early. So I would start almost in the new year. It's like, OK, here's our vision. And I would just challenge pastors. You know, you, you're, you're getting ready for year in service. But you should all you should always be thinking about okay, what's next? What's 2019 going to look like for our church? Um, are we going to build? Are we going to add a service? Are we going to grow this current service? What are we doing? And prayerfully, you know, hopefully we're going to hear from God and 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 get that kind of mandate from the Holy Spirit of what we're going to do in 2019, because it all starts, all beginning and in the middle, everything starts and ends with vision. Mm. And so, you know, as much as you may be going to get through December with some of these things we're talking about, you know, maybe we're just going to challenge you to get a really great vision for 2019. And that's to spring forward into some of this stuff, you know, throughout the uh, throughout the next year. I'll add one one little bit to that. If you're starting in the new year, it could be as simple as 
just taking stock, like taking inventory of things today, right? Like here's the different ministries I have. Here's the different programs I have. Here's how I'm reaching the community. Like just here's the things I'm doing. You just write them down on paper and you try to quantify the impact somehow, right? Sometimes that might be hard numbers, like attendance and things like that. Other times it might be like families that you're making an impact in or uh, backpacks filled, right? So you just think about like, what am I, what am I actually doing and try to quantify the impact? That way you start the year with those numbers and then you can go through the year and you can start looking at those and measuring those throughout the year. And now you've got a great thing come next December, 2019 to report out to your church. Cause maybe you didn't have that this year, but now you do at the end of 19 and you can go into the next year talking about all these things and casting the vision for where you want to go in 20. Man, that's great. As we were talking, all these different questions were popping into my mind and, and, uh, so I just threw them out there, and you guys had had a response for every single one. That's awesome. Um, as as we're kind of winding down our conversation together, I'm just curious: is there anything that maybe we we didn't touch upon that mm-hmm. that you'd like to share with the pastors who are listening? You know that, that that might be beneficial to them. Yep. So I would say one thing, and it is this: make giving easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say, don't make giving hard. (laughs) Uh, Same thing, right? Two different ways. Yeah. So we see, we've got a lot of data and, and we have, you know, in, in our experience, the more impediment there is to giving. So you think about, you know, we expect back in the day, the only real way to give was if you were in church on Sunday, you'd put something in on the plate, you know, or in the bucket. Um, obviously, times have changed. So with mobile and digital, we're very much a mobile first strategy when it comes to giving. And you may, may not have a solution. Hopefully you do. If you don't, you go. You need to go get a mobile solution for 2019 because it, it makes a massive difference. Mm. But as far as your website, something mobile, um, you know, sending out emails with giving links, all the rest of it, you've got to make giving easy because everyone is busy. Everyone is being bombarded to, to do give 10 different ways this month. And uh, if, if you can make it easy, you've got a much better shot at having success. Yeah, that's that's good. And you know what I love about that is, you know, it's the, um, you know, as we're making disciples, as we're ministry leaders, and we're, we're you know, honoring God and, and trying to help shape people um, to reflect Christ. And, and you know, generosity and giving is obviously, uh, we all know, is, is part of the life of a devoted disciple, right? So I love what you say about making it easy because that gives us the opportunity as ministry leaders to help our people grow, right? So, yep. so if we're putting impediment in the way of, for them to give, then we're not helping them understand what it means to be um, a Christ follower who is generous, Right, because right. we're we're making it more difficult. So we we need to think of this not just and and I love your hearts in this, guys, because it's not just you know uh, we're just trying to raise money. I mean, if you want to make yeah. money, you know there there are plenty of other ways other than a, a church to make money, right? So this is about right. discipling people, right? So so I and I love your heart in all of that because it's really this idea of how can we help our people take their next steps in deeper devotion to Christ and to His mission. And definitely one of those pieces is this generosity factor. And if we can make that simpler for them, then that's something that they're going to be able to more easily step into, right? Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's money and the human heart 
are intertwined. Right. That's that's biblical. Um, And when you get people moving away from kind of a self-focused lifestyle, you know, like I'm buying gifts at the moment. In fact, after this, I'm going to go down and I'm going to buy some gifts, right? I'm I'm kind of focused this afternoon. I'm going to buy some, and I kind of know what I want to get, and I've got a budget for what I want to spend, um, and it's great. I I love seeing my kids and my grandkids open up gifts, right? It's just the best, and my wife, she she's such a present person. So it's that's awesome. But you know, as a Christian who is committed to the preaching of the gospel and the advancement of God's kingdom. You know, and, and as a leader, I'm trying to get people to kind of step out of kind of the, the I guess, the carnalness of, Christ, of Christmas that can really overwhelm us from a media standpoint, from a television standpoint, and just think about what, what this is all about. Mm. This is about living a big, large, generous life that can impact people and reveal the bigness and the love of Jesus. It doesn't get any bigger than the love of Jesus mm. for the earth. And uh, and generosity and the human heart and, and God's heart for people are all intertwined. So we see generosity as an opportunity to grow people in their walk with, uh, with God and to really fulfill part of their calling of, of being a Christian. Yeah. And, and we just focus, like when we're talking about, you know, making it simple, that's really just the last you know, 1%, right? Like the pastors and church leaders and churches around the world are the ones that are doing all the work around what Dean just talked about, right? Like bringing people into a relationship with Jesus. And then you just want to make that last little bit when it's time to give something that's easy. There's no hurdles. Mm, That's good, gentlemen. Dean and Frank, thank you so much for being with us. This has been super helpful. And um, just before we go, how can pastors, ministry leaders who are listening in today connect with you, um, learn more about um, what you guys provide for churches, connect with your organization. Absolutely. You can go to tithe.ly, and you can see all the products we offer. We have obviously have a great giving platform. We do events, and we do church and man- database management. Um, we kind of pride ourselves on providing the best products at a price that everyone can afford. So we've got p- church plants all the way through to 15,000-member churches on our platform. So head on over to uh, Tide.ly, and you'll be able to see what we provide, and we'd love to uh, love to take care of you. Excellent, gentlemen. Thank you so much again for being with us. Uh, so happy that we're able to get this kind of timely message out to our listeners and uh, really praying for our, our pastors and their churches uh, that they'll end this year strong and that um, God will just launch them into an amazing amazing 2019. So thank you, gentlemen, for being with us. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on this week's episode. Every week as we are putting the episodes together, we're thinking of you, our pastors and ministry leaders, and striving to provide insightful and inspiring interviews as you seek to grow as a kingdom leader. So we hope you're finding value from the Church Leaders Podcast. And if so, we'd certainly appreciate you taking a few moments to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your positive reviews and ratings help other church leaders more easily find our podcasts so they too can benefit from these interviews. Again, we thank you in advance. And if you have any comments, any questions, suggestions, or ideas for guests, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email to podcast at churchleaders.com or you can connect with me on Twitter. Finally, you can find this podcast as well as other great faith-based podcasts on the Faith Play app. It's available for both Apple and Android. And so we encourage you to check that out as well. So until next time, this is Jason Day, encouraging you to love well and lead well. 
You've been listening to the Church Leaders Podcast. For articles, videos, and free resources that will help you lead better every day, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.